Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Somebody once told me my name is David. <laughs> no. How could you? You can't see it, but right now there is the shape of an L on my forehead, David. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's weird how not great songs end up getting stuck in your head for life. Well, that got memed by people a decade younger yeah. than us. So. Hey, you know, yeah. only shooting stars break the mold. That's what I hear. Uh, all right, so the, today's episode is Somebody, Anybody. Uh, first aired on the spectacularly American day of July 4th, 2015. But it aired two days earlier in Australia. Yes, and uh, written by uh, show favorite Margaret Scott. Yay! Yeah, normally I like I don't pay attention to, like the, the cast list as, as the episode starts rolling. Usually, I'm starting to look down my notes or find out where they are. But this time, I know so. Margaret Scott, yay! It's going to be a great episode. Yes. Yay! And it was. And we open in the Crown City subways. Sideswipe is just racing through these tunnels, being faster than everybody else. He's they're they're on their way in. Okay, a so Crown City has a subway now. Yes. And I don't mean a sandwich shop. It's got, like, I mean, I guess if you have a new subway, it's not like here in the D.C. metro area where we literally have trains that were in operation when I would go into D.C. in the 90s. Uh, they're very nice new trains. So I am continuing on with my headcanon. Uh, that after uh, Ped dug all those tunnels under the city, they were like, oh, hey, look, we have this very convenient, naturally occurring cave system that no one had found but, before. But there was also <laughs> all the tunnels we had last episode, which were, were they under the city or they were near the I think city? They, they were, were just by the near river. the city. Yeah, by the river. By the Crown River. Down by the river. So... I I just think there's like layers of subways and old caves and tunnels that Ped drove. Like there's Swiss cheese under the city, and it is going to cave in by the end of season three. <laughs> it's gonna be so. Bad. Well, it's, it's like New York City. You know, you got your subways, you got your sewers, you got your Morlock tunnels, well, you got your your Chud tunnels, your, your mole that, people mm-hmm. tunnels. Part of that, like any good city, is you built a layer of city over a floor of city that like you weren't using anymore. Mm. Yes. At least in parts of the city, but yeah, yeah, the subway, the subway trains are like high speed rail trains. They got the pointy nose. Mm. They That's look, not normal of subways, is it? They look very. It's not the ones I've been Sometimes I, they kind of look more like uh, like bullet trains. Yeah, they have a very bullet train look. Well, yeah, like the first one we first one we see is flat nosed, but most of the ones we see at the rest of the episode are bullet nosed. I think. Of course, the one we see first is. Uh, well, the, the one you see blue. first is regular. It's like a blue one. But then, as Sideswipe oh, is just kind of, uh, uh, you know, blabbing on this uh, over the intercom, even though, you know, they are have been delayed because Strongarm is, is busy hauling Grimlock and she fat shames him a little. She does. She says that she's towing this two ton or this three ton weight. And he's like, two tons, two and a half. He's Which a good seems boy. like. Really light for their size. Yeah, he's, he's mostly uh, he's mostly hollow. He's like a he's like a modern Hasbro toy. It's all like air and uh, bubble joints. Oh. Yeah, I meant to look up like how much an average like car weighs, but I actually didn't. 
Does he usually weigh like three or four? Cars? I think they're lighter than they used to be because they. I mean, well, yes, fiberglass instead of uh, old iron yeah. and sheet metal and stuff. Anyway, there another train pulls up behind him, which says a different color than the other train, and it is in fact a serpentine Decepticon. Dun dun dun! So the uh, the the Autobots, uh, you know, they they check in. He's long gone. Strongarm thinks he's faking it. And so, Sorry, I, I may be now having to uh, look up the comparative weight between my uh, my beloved classic Volvo 240 and my uh, my current Subaru Crosstrek. <laughs> These are important things to know. Yeah, apparently, like like an average car weighs like a ton and a half, but like a uh, um, I don't know what do you, what do you call it? Uh, shit. SUV. Right. That's the word. SUV weighs like three tons. Okay, so that's probably about what, like, strong arm weighs. Yeah, strong arm should weigh that. A 240 wagon was approximately, uh, depending on various, uh, characteristics, approximately a ton and a half. Yeah, so Grim should be, I would think, five or more. Unless, oh, wait, maybe they're UK tons or something. Hmm. That different whatever anyway episode yeah so strong you know, she, weights and measures you know she thinks it's his idea of a joke and she can practically hear his incredibly annoying laugh <laughs> <laughs> so cut to sideswipe who's in a straight up mad science lab yes Yes. Vandegraaff generators also, and um, Jacob's ladders and all This part of the options. subway that they're just straight up just going through has like benches on the side and there are people standing and you don't see them, but there would have to be people standing in these subway stations just watching these cars drive by. Listen, we don't know what time of day it is. Maybe, maybe it's like 2 a.m. and everybody's just super drunk. Maybe these are automated subway stations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are definitely por- portions where people, where, like, Autobots are right in front of the subway train where the guy driving it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, 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 I would assume, like, the bullet trains are, like, automated, but yeah. when they're just standing there, somebody's going to look at the side of the train and it's like, did I just see a giant robot? What? <laughs> it, it, instead of being haunted by Morlocks or, or Chuds, it's like giant robots. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody is splitting up, uh, you know, Grimlock and Strongarm are going to go east, Bumblebee and Fixit are going to go west, and also Grimlock has objections, but uh, Strongarm is able to point out where, which way east is. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Oh, he's, he's a good boy. And she's also very excited by the prospect of getting to handcuff uh, Sideswipe. <laughs> oh, now I see where the shipping comes in. Kinky. Now I understand. Like I said, it's a classic Peraltiago. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's very excited about getting to tie him down. Well, good news. He's already tied down. He's... Uh, we're, we're checking in on the lab where he's up on the slab. <laughs> and he, working in the lab late one night is a new character. It, it is, vertebrate. it is the serpentine vertebrate who is apparently a snake decon. 
Oh, oh, it's spelled uh, B R E A K. I had it the other way in my notes. Oh yeah, because he's like he, like breaks your vertebrae. It's a it's a name recycled from uh, Beast Hunters, where it was the name of one of the Predacons. Yeah, yeah it's and I yeah, believe there's also an Image Predacons. Comics character named Vertebraker. Uh probably. Yeah, Vertebraker it's from like, like 1994. The, um, I think it was a Spawn villain, maybe. Yeah, like Violator, I think he's in the same family of the, the big-headed, weird, spindly goblin things. Uh, I think he had a toy. I mean, if he was a Spawn character, I'm certain he had. Well, yeah, this is a toy. And, yeah, this is bringing up some. This is some flashbacks here. To, to yeah, the 90s. it kind of looks like if the Violator had sex with uh, a member of the Brood. Wait, which brood? The wrestlers? No. Uh, no. Like the, the X-Men aliens. The X-Men oh. Xenomorph analogs. Oh, yeah. Well, well yes. that's what Violator looks like anyway. Well, I mean, just like Spawn is kind of just a ripoff of the Prowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with neater boots. I, I well, just want to say that I appreciate how uh, Todd McFarlane channeled his inability to draw noses under masks into just having a character who did not have a nose under his mask. Yeah. Because when he drew Spider-Man, he basically drew him with no nose. Yes. Well, a lot of people kind of do that, because it's hard to draw properly with the with the web there. It's easier yeah. to just say, Spider-Man has no but nose. It's, or it's great that actually out. under the mask, Spawn has no nose, because he's like yeah. a zombie dude. He leaned into it. Oh, he, oh I think I had that toy. I have so, some yeah, the- random spawn toys. <laughs> I don't know why. So this uh, 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 vertebrae is voiced by Charlie Schlatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, you'd uh, you'd uh, he's mm-hmm. a fellow New, New Jerseyan. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, he's from Englewood. Um, ooh, I forget what exit that is. <laughs> uh, and he started out as a. He's mostly a voice actor now. He's the current voice of the Flash. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he was the titular character on Kick Butowski, Suburban Daredevil. Oh, oh <laughs> no, he was Kevin Levin on Ben 10. Oh! But okay. you might know him from some of his live action work. Uh, you know the how there were like a zillion uh, body swapping movies in the 80s? <laughs> yeah, all, all your parent trap versions, yeah. No, not a parent trap. That was like two twins who like, this is like, uh, oh, what was uh, like a vice versa. Mm-hmm. Oh, or a Freaky Friday. Oh, Freaky Friday. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the, uh, he was in 18 again, in which he swaps bodies with his elderly grandfather, George Burns. Oh, I have oh. seen that. Okay, now I know what he looks like. So most of the movie is him do like this. He was like a teenager at the time, doing a George Burns impression. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's an uh, acceptable George Burns impression. See, I'm, I'm making dirty old man jokes, but it's okay, because I'm 18. <laughs> I I have not seen that movie. He also played the title character on the Ferris Bueller TV show. Hmm. Oh, there's Ferris Bueller show. Which, oh. yes, and uh, playing his sister is uh, was a then-unknown Jennifer Aniston. Ooh. That's up there with Courtney Cox and He-Man. That's right. Masters of the Universe. Sorry. And it also looks like he was in, like, 130 episodes of Diagnosis Murder. Oh, I sort of remember that show. He was like, I guess, the young guy paired with uh, crime-solving Doctor Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I didn't really. Oh, I'm vaguely familiar uh, with that existing. 
also played one of the one of the lead roles on one of the worst cartoons I've ever seen, But Ugly Martians. <laughs> Ooh. I've heard of that. Uh, its only redeeming quality was that it featured Robert Stack as a fake Fox Mulder. Wow. <laughs> His name was Stoat Muldoon. I remember that, but I don't remember him being Robert Stack. And by remember that, I mean I think I saw ads for it. I, I never actually watched it. That is how it is best consumed. Yes. Oh, he's been in some Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, he's, he's done a lot. Yeah, he's of stuff. in a ton of stuff. He's, he's actually a lot of fun as Vertebrake here. Yeah, well, it, uh, the voice for Vertebrake is so understated. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a cackling mad scientist. He's kind of like, it's kind of a weird pervert voice. Yeah. yeah. Like he's sort gonna he's gonna it. take your body and he's gonna do weird stuff with it. <laughs> He's going to take your body and he's going to touch it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's for the best that he just gets Sideswipe, who I'm sure has touched all of the things that could be touched and he, already. And even though he's a snake gun, he's got like three arms. I guess that he's grafted on, like an extra one that he's grafted onto himself. Yeah, if you look yeah, at it, it looks like, like he's got like a tube around him that has those arms yeah, on, on it. Like, body. the arms appear to be a, like, additional accessory. Yeah, because yes. they say he studied alien, like, surgery techniques that were forbidden and stuff. I like that he has three arms on that chest attachment thing, and none of them are the same kind of arm. None of them have the same kind of hand. None of them are at the same level. He's all no. nuts asymmetrical. They gotta do, he's gotta do different things with them. Yeah. They come with like multiple attachments. Yeah. He's got some stuff going on. Also, he's got a snake head. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, I, I watched all of your Autobot teammates, but you're the one with the best body, Sideswipe. <laughs> Plus, also, if I took strong arms, it would be weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Plus, I also took the one with the matching colors scheme. Kind a little of. bit. Doesn't have well, that pretty much muddy a, brown yeah. color, but he does have some red. No, he has a red stripe on him that, that's the same yeah. sort of reddish maroon that Sideswipe has. And, like, the little pointless spiky fins that Sideswipe has on his arms are sort of that, um, what is it, muddy greenish yellow? Yeah, sort of yeah it's kind of like a... Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, Fixit has now detected two sideswipe signals. That's never a good sign. So they follow the stronger one, and they find sideswipe, or rather, they find sideswipe's body with a giant, weird snake head. Yeah, it's yeah. The the head is kind of big, which means that not only did Vertebrake remove. Sideswipe's head. He removed his own head hmm. and put it on a different body. Yes. That's impressive. Probably using those extra arms. Maybe that's the thing with those arms is that he can control them remotely. So Yeah, like take that. Yeah, even if he can just use them to take his head off, even if like I don't know, it's weird. It's weird and messed up. Also now take that creepy scientist from Reanimator. <laughs> I wasn't paying a super significant amount of attention to this because it just occurred to me. Does he use Sideswipe's car mode at all? No, he does because not. Because I don't think his head oh. would fit. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe And not. I wonder if they had actually thought about that or it just happened that they didn't Where does that... draw him. Uh, my guess is that there was probably like a cut line in there. Maybe. Maybe. Like we're running a little long and we can't, you know, because it's like, well, I, I can't transform due to the bigness of my snake head. <laughs> Everybody wants prosthetic foreheads on their real heads. Uh, so and it's it's kind of a superior spider-man situation here because he just totally cleans bumblebee's clock like he uses this body better than sideswipe ever could Mm -hmm. which is impressive because he wouldn't be used to having that many limbs no and the fight choreography in this episode is very good it's amazing the fights in this episode are really impressive yeah, like they're using good angles, like there's low camera angles, like when he's sliding on the ground and turning around. It's, I don't know what happened that stepped up the game of the fight scenes in this episode, but it is noticeably better than pretty much any other episode. I, I Maybe there was like one steel jaw fight that was as yeah. good, but there's like three or four fights throughout this episode, and they all look great. Yeah, I mean, I think the fights on this series are generally pretty good, but this these are notably really good. Yeah, this hmm. had a particularly good good job with the direction. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he beats up Bumblebee, and then he's all, oh, well, after this, I'll go to Cybertron, and I'll I'll, I'll show them all. But, oh, maybe <laughs> they won't recognize me. I'm like, no, they'll recognize you. You've got a weird snake head. <laughs> no one else has a head like that, you weirdo. Well, he's a snake decon. Maybe maybe the entire council was made up of snake decons. <laughs> maybe that's why they're sending but... bounty hunters after Autobots. Yeah. Now, we Again, we are going to find out what to do with the council is. A long time from now. Okay, fine. Uh, also, we get a, so, a reference that he was, well, he was specifically a men- member of Crystal City's Science Council. So, oh, yeah. again, yeah, just so like he, uh, yeah. getting a name drop of Kaon last week, uh, this week we, we get a mention of Crystal City, uh, which was first established uh, back in the G1 episode, The Secret of Omega Supreme, as... A city on Cybertron. Yeah, also, that was specifically uh, built and then destroyed by the Constructicons. Also, it was the name of the part of, uh, I want to say, Arlington, where my dad's office was when I was in high school. And I <laughs> thought that was super cool because she won. <laughs> I was an enormous nerd. Had like an underground mall that had a comic shop. Ooh. That's where I bought my copy of the first issue of Marvel G1 and Ooh. probably an embarrassing number of issues of Punisher 2099, which was running <laughs> at the time. And that and my brand new Alice in Chains t-shirt give you a good idea of about when this happened. Tr- truly, you were the man in the long box. <laughs> But yeah, I, I uh, like that that was Crystal City, and also Crystal City was a place on Cybertron in G1 uh, that, again, we're name-dropping here. I'm sure it's gotten to do a lot more interesting things than just be a place that the Constructicons wrecked. Yes. So yeah, he was obsessed with weird uh, alien surgery techniques, and then was expelled from the Science Council for being a weirdo, and then <laughs> swore revenge. And then he was in prison. They don't say for what. I assume they just found him like a storage unit full of cut up body parts. <laughs> Probably. 
Maybe he got kicked off the council because he was like, hey, could I uh, borrow your body? And they're like, out. <laughs> like, hey, check out these new weird arms I got. Don't ask who I got them from. <laughs> <laughs> out. Get out. Uh, criminal science. He's doing criminal levels of science. And he also does the, uh, he does the disappearing behind a subway thing, like he's Blade. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, Bumblebee and Fix it. They follow this signal and they find this secret subway lab, much like uh, Peter Parker's dad in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's very cool. Not that movie. This is. And also there's like really cool, spooky lab music going on as they find this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when did he build this and where did he get this stuff? Yeah, he just is, how how long ago did the Alcamore crash? I feel like yeah, not long question. enough for this. Maybe he found a secret lab and just upgraded it? Yeah, it, it, this could be like an old mech facility that han- thankfully had all Ooh. the controls really big. I guess, you know, we were doing the whole, well, you know, Silas put his head, he put his like brain into a robot body we thought maybe we were all gonna do it so we started building our machines really big i mean that makes sense oh that would be didn't really work out when he murdered us all seems legit oh that's actually something that presumably never happens but like a callback to mech facilities or something oh that's neat i don't think that i don't think they ever come up here but it would be cool there i guess they decided their everything that happened with them was a little dark yes that is true which is why I love oh, yeah, them. Yeah, but there's this episode. Oh, man, I really need to get that Japanese breakdown. Japanese zombie breakdown. Yeah, but and we're getting the breakdown finally. Yeah, but it's so just a boring, <laughs> not zombie. It's just boring Adam Baldwin breakdown. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cool zombie Clancy Brown breakdown. Anyway, like so, the the, so they, they start hearing Sideswipe's voice in this lab. And they finally find him. And uh, I hope everybody remembers that animated episode, uh, Headmaster, or Return yes. of the Headmaster, because Sideswipe is now just a head. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. He's very sad about it, too. He's very, like, I'm just useless now. Well, he's the himbo without a body! Yeah. 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 What does he have left? Also, fix it, find some notes that appear to have just been written on, like, <laughs> Cardboard pieces. Oh, I guess it. Yeah, that, that makes it, it. It like in crayon or something. There's even a a drawing vertebrae did of himself that's goofy. <laughs> it's not scientific. I mean, taking notes is. No. He's taking notes, which honestly puts him further along in properly observing the scientific process than the vast majority of scientists that we've dealt with in Transformers. <laughs> Yeah, but these notes, the these look like they're written in crayon. And they're they're mm. definitely like on some sort of paper product. I'm gonna say probably on the sides of cardboard boxes. <laughs> but at least he's trying, which is more than I can say of like shockwave. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But and of course, you know, uh, thankfully Bumblebee is slightly more uh, <laughs> knockout. Dismiss uh, well, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, who's well, Sideswipe, who's going to believe a talking head? Go get a job in a sideshow. 
Uh, but I will note this is slightly more realistic than animated because he's in a jar full of fluid. Yes. He is at least uh, some so- attempt to keep his, like, contact surfaces from being dirtied up. Well, all I could think of was Futurama. That too. It is very Futurama. Oh, I was thinking very late Mr. Freeze. I just keep <laughs> thinking gonna... of Reanimator because I have oh, yes. I have a uh a a Lovecraft like omnibus on my nook that I will read a little bit out of when I'm between other books and I've been hitting that lately. I'm gonna sell our children's organs to zoos for meat. <laughs> Aru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. At some point in here, um, Fix It does say my favorite of his dialogue glitches that has happened yet. Hide snipe or wide stripe. Yes, he's, he's looking for Which side is like, swipe. Those are two almost good Transformers names. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Vertebrake, which is terrible. Ver- oh, I, I kind of like Vertebrake. Vertebrake was good for the the, the beast one, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm not sure it works for this, although he does break his Vertebrae, presumably, to take his own head off. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what other name you come up with a guy for a guy who steals heads. <laughs> Head stealer. Uh, Dr. Frankensnake, uh, Serpentstein. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate uh how much with robots in disguise we get like stuff like that where it's just they took an existing name and applied it accordingly so it's you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do wonder if was his name Vertebrake when he joined the science council? That maybe should have been your first sign. <laughs> I mean to be fair, they're probably I mean, it's Cybertron. They get a lot of people with crazy names joining things all the time, and they may or may not be crazy. Welcome to the Peace Council, Skull Cruncher. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, there goes our our, uh, foreign ambassador, Deathsaurus. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good story, though. Even though it was a good story. Hey, hey, meet the new medic, Organ Thief. Who was that? Later, more than meets the eye slash lost light, there was some former Decepticon medic who had some great name. Kaput. That was it. It was Kaput. Kaput. Oh, yeah. Well, then there's also a guy from the movie comics named Flatline. Oh, yeah. Who did? He ended up in the uh, IDW comics at one point, too. He was like. It, it was designed as like a redeco of skids or a remold of skids, but never actually. He's like an ambulance. I really, yeah. really like just the concept of Decepticon medics, and I really like it when they have terrible names. And honestly, if you think about it, we all take the obvious uh, interpretation of knockout, but also knockout is a thing that you will need to have oh, done yeah. to you in a medical yeah. situation. I And he's going to rival through your pockets. I, I had a uh, I had a Decepticon medic OC one time named Anesthesia. Oh, that, well, I, I I have one too. That wait, is, was that in the one Transformers game we played? I forget. Foul play. Oh, that's a good one. Was uh, was he a chicken? No, he was Breast Force. Oh, but he was also a medic. That's a good one. Named Foul Play. <laughs> but yes, I also like and- Kaput. <laughs> Yeah. So so Bumblebee leaves Fix It to read the insane ramblings of a crazy person. Yes. And uh, he goes off with Sideswipe in a jar to go help uh, them because Vertebrake is headed for Strongarm and Grimlock and kicks their asses. Yes. 
Mm. Well, he mostly kicks Strongarm's ass. Uh, Grimlock's ass is kicked by a subway. (laughs) I do feel like if they hadn't already used Eddie Deason... This would have been a good yeah. yeah. He yeah. he does have very strong man dark energy. Yes. <laughs> Although again, that real touch of weird sex. <laughs> yes. Mm. yes, that's fair. Whereas I I feel Eddie Deason is too he's too innocent and pure. Eddie Deason has more like asexual like, evil yes. energy, whereas this is more like mm-hmm. evil sex. Criminal. Yeah, but like Eddie Deason as mad scientist is always good casting. This is- Although, although wasn't his thing in uh, in Dexter was that he had like a weird thing for Dexter's sister? There was something with that, yes. Maybe. Mm. I mean, I think that's usually how he was in. He like entrapped him because he like sent his sister over, and she like destroyed all his stuff via stupidity. <laughs> well, there was that too. This is definitely a guy who has at some point removed his own head to perform auto fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Herbert West again. We see. Uh, Listen, yes, I didn't episode. need all those ribs, okay? <laughs> and I, 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 I heard of your Earth musician at Marilyn Manson. Yes. Wasn't that an urban legend anyway? Well, they yeah, said it was, went... but uh, you know, I can remove my own ribs. Why not? <laughs> Why do robots have ribs? <laughs> I would also rather have ribs. Uh, because of that one stupid Simon Furman story about RC. L- Listen, I'm a snake to count. I got two of them. <laughs> That's a good point. Nope. No. Nope. Sorry, Back it's canon episode. now. Oh my god. No. Oh. Anyway, so they they find uh, you know Bumblebee and Sideswipe find Strongarm. Uh, Bumblebee gives Sideswipe to Strongarm to hold, and she's visibly kind of grossed out about this. Uh-huh. Like, she thinks she's going to catch whatever he's got. Yes, and he comments on that. He's like, I'm not contagious. Well, he he is contagious, but not for this reason. (laughs) So so Grimlock, you know, they get to Grimlock, who's also been uh, smacked around. Also, at one point, Sideswipe's feeling really down on himself, and Bumblebee is like, "Hey, if if your body's that great, this if your body's that great, your head must be pretty great too." And I'm like, "No, that's a lie, Bumblebee." No, no it, it, it takes him a while to realize he can't point. Yes, he's just a head. <laughs> he's, he's a little slow on the uptake. Listen, just point your little like head point thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use your, uh, use your fake robot hair. Or, or your tongue? <laughs> I'm not sure if you have tongues. I think so. Oh, do I they, think yeah, they do. do. They have tongues? Yeah. I know the beast, beasts have tongues. But well, yes. Well, them. obviously, yeah. um, Springload has one. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah, and, and the bat from last episode had, oh yeah, that's the thing. Not all, Transformers don't always have tongues. I mean, it's weird. Well, well unless uh, Manny Galan is drawing one. There is, yeah. I strongly recommend Good. looking at the TF Wiki page on tongues. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm bored. Also people. teeth. Well, we're doing an episode. Also teeth. Well, teeth is... Uh, but yes, basically, Bumblebee tries to give Sideswipe a pep talk, but no, Sideswipe's head is the worst. Yes. So they do end up, uh, you know, the, the three of them plus, well, three and a half, sort of, do end up taking down Vertebrake. But just as they're about to get him, well, first Grimlock sees Sideswipe's head and is just frozen in terror. Yes! 
just like stock still, no music, everything just cuts out as he's just staring at it. So they take him down, but unfortunately before they can get him back to safety, a subway train comes and they just have to ch- have to run away from it. And it is running them down, and I was just, okay, so like, I have this nice new car. <laughs> Again, you have to un- you have to assume that these trains are automated. Then, like everything else is yes. automated. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, they were programmed by Elon Musk because they're making no attempt to not hit these people. Yeah. See, my hmm. my car has this thing called adaptive cruise control, whereas if where if you have it set to a particular speed and you come up on another vehicle that's going slower, it'll see it and slow down. And I feel like these trains really need some kind of feature like that before they are put into service. <laughs> like, yes, before yeah. they are allowed to function, they really need to have some camera thing that tells them that there is a Camaro on the track. <laughs> oh, and uh, when does Bumblebee say his new phrase? Oh, well, we're just about to get to it, so they... Okay. They they finally get to safety, but this has given Vertebrake enough time to recover, and so now he's going to take them on, and Bumblebee says, hey, let's Vertebrake him. Uh, it's Which, very specific. It's specific, it's situational, it, it's saying number ten, which makes this four episodes in a row with a new saying. Ooh. I mean... He's, he's hitting his stride. He, it yeah. must have been killing him for years to not be able to <laughs> to have these things and think them and not be able to say them. He's got to get it all, all the dad jokes out of his system now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is for, for situational on the spot, this is a good one, but it it's only works in this situation against this one dude. Yes, that's nope, the sorry, problem. they're only ever fighting this dude from now on so that they can keep <laughs> using that. Uh, so they you know, they're they're sort of pulling their punches because they do not want to hit Sideswipe's body. I mean they could hit him directly in the head. I don't know, maybe yeah. Grimlock's yeah. too big to have that kind of accuracy. Yeah, that is the problem. Well, yeah, and, for Grimlock maybe, but just break the, a leg. Guys, <laughs> we can fix it later. Yeah, fix it for that. Yeah, that's fair. He has fix a flat. Yes. And they're and they're sort of playing keep away with Sideswipe's head as well. Yes. <laughs> and he finally figures out that hey, you know, I uh, I know what moves he's going to make because they're all my moves. So I guess there's like robotic muscle memory in play here. I mean, that Maybe would have some... to be the only way Vertebrake would know how to fight this well in a body that yes. he's never had yeah. before. Had arms and legs. Yes. Mm-hmm. With limbs so he is he not accustomed call... to. Yeah, so he starts calling out instructions and thus the Autobots are able to beat this guy. Yes. So we're back at the lab. Everybody's head is back in the right place. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, Sideswipe's head is back in the right place, but they kept Vertebrake's head off. Yes. As we see later in the episode. Well, That's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. Just keep it in a jar, then Grimlock's carrying the body around. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to reattach it and then put him in the thing, or they're just going to put them in together and hope that it's okay. He's. It'll be fine. It's cryo. Stasis. It, it's his... like it's like when you get a toy. It's like when you get a new transformer, and like the action and like the accessories are kind of rattling around in there. <laughs> yeah, his uh, he's wearing his body like a scarf, basically. Which yes, is pretty great. <laughs> like a mink stole. Yes. 
And he, he does pull a little prank on Strongarm here where he's all, ugh, I'm so weak. What can I, and you know, she's, she's exploiting her brief, uh, bout of sympathy, sympathy. for him here. Gotta, gotta see what he can do before it's gone because it's gonna be gone soon. So he immediately, he's gotta, he's gotta get back into the speed of things and he's got to, uh, he's got, he challenges Strongarm to a race back to the scrapyard. Which he immediately loses because Fixit didn't quite connect everything right. And Fixit was telling him. Fixit was like, okay, Sideswipe, you're going to need to take it easy for a bit because I'm honestly not sure that I put everything back right. This is crazy mad science that I'm not used to. So take it easy. And Sideswipe's like, nah, I'm fine. And so, yes, he and, challenges and as as that- her to a race home and fails. And Bumblebee is extremely unsympathetic here. Yeah, he's very. Because he challenges her, you know, hey, you're going to have to take extra shifts. If You know, loser has to do extra shifts and Bumblebee's all, well, hey, guess you're going to have to walk here with fix-its and, uh, you know, then you'll have to do some extra shifts when you get home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so he is left talking with Fix-It, who has who is delighted to be able to talk to him about the the surgery that he just performed on him. As he says, it's a long and disgusting story. <laughs> well, it's a good ending for Fix-It. He has someone to talk to, finally. Yeah, he gets to walk oh, home with somebody. And somebody who is forced to listen to his incredibly gross anecdotes. Yes. I I, I love Fix-It. He's, he's so pure. He's a good boy. Hey, he's growing on me a little. I liked him standing there holding these, like, big cardboard sheets of scientific notes. Yes. Like, it looks like it was written by Charlie Day. Yes. <laughs> it's just him oh. with his weird arms pointing to this giant conspiracy board. Yes. Oh, uh, we need Charlie Day to voice a robot sometime. All three of those arms. You know, if they do another live-action movie... And they are going to do one. They just announced a director who is not Michael Bay. <gasps> Wait, are they doing another Bumblebee or or another regular Transformers? I don't. Or do they I think it's another regular one. It's by the guy who did Creed Two. Okay, but but is it going to be in continuity with the last ones, or in continuity with Bumblebee, or in continuity with both of them? Because it's a mess now. I don't Question think mark. anyone knows yet. Nope. No one knows. I mean, they should do another Bumblebee, but I don't know if they can get Haley Steinfeld back. Yeah. What? I mean, she's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, you would think. I was going to say Mark Wahlberg was kind of a big deal, but screw Mark Wahlberg. No, no. <laughs> get her back for a cameo, set it in the 90s with a different kid and, and, and a crazy Charlie Day mad scientist robot. Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe the question is, if they're going to set it in the 90s... Would it be realistic for Haley Steinfeld to not look ten years older? Eh, we don't care. Although she was probably already playing a character younger than she actually is. Yeah, yeah, uh, that happens a lot. Ooh, and then Charlie allegedly, Day is, Charlie Day is Wheeljack. Hmm. And then allegedly, she's also going to be in that uh, Hawkeye series. Oh, uh-huh. that they're planning to do. She's going to be Kate Bishop. Oh. It- yeah, I, I guess that works, although I would think Kate's even younger, but whatever. Well, I mean, she's like, I mean, I don't know how old she actually is. She's like college age, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that is the episode. It's This was a fun one. Yeah. I, I enjoy 
arrogant character being brought to Earth via unwilling head transplant? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 mad science, uh, mad science stuff combined with like taking sideswipe down a peg is great. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I like the villain of the week. Yeah, yeah. Even I, if we just make lots of horrible jokes about him being a sex criminal. Well, yes, but he's also clearly a sex criminal. Yes. <laughs> he's arrested for something. They do mention, well, they mention that he's specifically dealing with alien scientific technology such as, I forget the exact word they use, but it basically is non-consensual grafting. Yes. Something about body modding or something. Yeah, you know. like non-voluntary body modifications or something. And that's. I mean, before he put those extra arms on himself, he definitely tried it out on some other people. That definitely should get you put on the prison ship. <laughs> so yeah, good episode. Yeah, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes. This week on Shuku Sentai Gogo Five, the Hellish Saima Beast Army. Uh it's it's come it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <gasps> Christmas episode? Uh kinda. It's a Christmas Eve episode. Uh the Pink Ranger's out buying a cake before Christmas Eve, but, but it's a birthday cake. Happy birthday! <laughs> because it turns out that their mom, who has been missing for eight years, Christmas Eve is her birthday. Oh, I was going to say, if it's Christmas, is she Jesus? <laughs> no, it, her birthday's Christmas Eve, and, and oh. Dad comes out of his science basement and is like, Oh, I, I, I've been in the island and researching shit for so long, I forget what, what time it is and what season it is, that Christmas is coming because we got a tree here we're putting up. And it's like, did you forget Mom's birthday? And the things shit can just get silent. <laughs> it's really awkward. Ooh. Cut to the monsters. Uh, Salamandines is like he's out of mom's favor now because he's been fucking up and he hasn't even been in the last few episodes. So he decides to go open the door to hell. Uh, I mean, Hades. <laughs> and, like you do. Which, yes. Uh, what is it? Like uh, Hades Guardian Beast Chaos. Such a simple name. Just Chaos. The monster of the week who's kind of got a two-face thing going on. Anyway, he's the guardian of the door. Open the door. He goes into hell to get dead monsters from the past to bring them back to fight the rangers or whatnot. It's a whole thing. But while that's happening, chaos goes out and instigates a war on Christmas. Oh. <laughs> attacking people oh, no. and, and like knocking over trees with imps and stuff. I couldn't get a really good shot of him with a tree because I don't think this that is happens. the future but, liberals want. Yes, <laughs> imps going around knocking over trees and stealing presents. I demand anyway, you say happy holidays, humans. Somewhere in in the process, like chaos, get, the rangers attack. Chaos goes back to hell, Hades, the the monster graveyard. Brings the rangers with him, and then the rangers like, where the hell are we? Ah, skulls! So they're in hell. <laughs> as you do. Uh, and as is tradition, although it's more of a tradition in Common Rider, this is a monster resurrection episode. Monsters that they've killed for this entire series show up, and, and they're like zombies, like, we want bodies, give us your bodies, and, and nonsense. And they keep killing them, and they just keep coming back, because they're already dead in hell. 
<laughs> so you have endless waves of monsters. I, I always, my favorite kinds of Christmas episodes of TV shows are the ones that involve literally going to hell. Well, not always going to hell, but I would recommend finding some common Rider episodes of Christmas. Because, like, Power Rangers and Sentai, they, they do a lot of Christmas episodes. And they're monster basic stuff but they tend to be uplifting common rider christmas episodes tend to have important characters dead by the end of it yes <laughs> they get dark it's my favorite yeah they're they're oh they're the sad episodes people like oh no christmas is coming someone's gonna die <laughs> who's gonna die this year yeah so so, so they're fun um where were they? Uh, anyway, Salamandinus and Chaos are in hell. It's like, okay, let's, let's get the key, open the door, get out of here, and leave the Rangers here. Nope! A lightning bolt comes, destroys the key, gets rid of the door to get out of, in and out of hell. Cause mom did it! Their mom, or his mom, Grandine, the witch. It was like, no, the Rangers are staying there, and so are you, Salamandinus. You were my favorite, but fuck it! I don't care about any of my kids! <laughs> it's like, wow, that sucks! So the rangers are running away, they run into a cave, and, and then they're like, oh, it's two paths, which way do we go? Whatever, the monsters are behind us, they're gonna break through the cave in, in any minute now. Oh, I hear a bell! Let's follow a bell, and mom's voice. Mom's in hell? I was gonna say, is mom dead? Well, there's a flashback in this episode eight years ago when Dad had left a few years before that. Mom was leaving. Oh, I'm going to go find Dad. And on a plane, they get news. Oh, the flight she was on to somewhere disappeared. Not crashed, not destroyed, just disappeared. Ooh. Which is an annoying open-ended, oh, is she going to show up in, like, the last episode? I kind of hope not. But the bell that the uh, Pink gave her as a kid, is like on a Christmas ornament or something. She hears the bell and her voice in hell, and there's this little glowing light that talks to them as their mom. So she's dead, and yet at the end of the episode, they're like, Mom's still alive out there somewhere. We'll find her someday. She talked to you in hell. But does an angel get its wings? Not really. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me, because I think the next episode is an actual Christmas episode. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty sure when you go to the afterlife and the person who's missing is in the afterlife, then yeah. you're not going to find them dead. in the not afterlife. Yeah, because if she ends up alive in, like, the last episode, it's like, well, how was she in hell in that one episode? What's going on? Uh, it, anyway. Uh, hmm? Oh, I just want to say that the Salamandinus High School football rules! <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, the, the rangers find this magic mirror pool that they jump into to get out of hell that their ghost mom led them to, whether or not she's dead or not. She really should be dead. And three monsters follow them out that they've already killed. And then they grow giant, and then they gotta bring the robots out, and then they kill them, and yay, they're dead again. <laughs> And I realized Liner Boy has a childlike voice as if he was a micromaster. <laughs> you know. Like, oh yeah, that, that's why he sounds young, because he, he's a young They're small boy because they're children, except when they're small and adults. And, and and a giant robot that's smaller than the other giant robots, but still a giant robot. Anyway, so the, the day is saved, they're back, they killed the monsters, they have cake, and, and Dad's still sad. It's like, oh yeah, my wife, I kind of left along with my children a decade ago, is, is gone and missing and presumably dead, and my children have heard her voice in hell. <laughs> but on the good side, Salamandines is still in hell. 
<laughs> he didn't get out. <laughs> you know, in hell. Yeah, and and his siblings that are still in the living world are like, wow, mom didn't give a shit about him, and she liked him. Ooh, this isn't good. <laughs> okay, so that uh, that does it for this episode. We will be back next time with more robots in disguise. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted by IconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up for hosting and other expenses. That is at Patreon.com slash IconUnderground. We have finally gotten to watch New Mutants. Yes, it exists. (laughs) It is a real movie. I still don't believe it. I haven't actually watched it. Yet, you will but soon. I have had it in my hands. You will soon. It exists, and not just yes. in disgusting, plague-filled theaters. It exists. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be our Patreon for December. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. Uh, it's been long enough. Uh, we kind of had to do it immediately, considering that that was like had gotten to be a running gag almost. Yes, <laughs> yes. it's a Christmas miracle. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, join us for that. For the low price of one dollar or more. Yep. For as little as one dollar a month, you can become a Patreon patron uh, and get access to this and all of our back catalog of monthly specials. That's right. So until next time, when it's a supervillain team-up and one of our minicons is missing... I'm Rob. How many Medicons do they have? I'm Jen. I guess there's the little Drifts babies. Yes. Well, that is the missing one. Oh, okay. I love them. They're babies. Sorry. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. I'm baby. babies. <laughs> <laughs>